0: And welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast This is review number 278 With our review of I, Frankenstein I'm Christopher Schnasey
1: I'm Carson Patrick
0: If you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program Each week in the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases Coming to a theater near you This week, I, Frankenstein It's finally here, I know you're super <laughs> excited, Carson
1: I, I, podcaster <laughs> I,
0: podcaster <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, this, this is a this is one of those trailers that's been playing for pretty much everything and uh, um, I'm not sure that anybody is super excited to see it
1: I was I was excited in I in an ironic way oh really not <laughs> not really I, I but I, I thought it, it might have some uh, some laps in it
0: yeah I, I don't know like this is I, uh, this is like one of those times that I, I don't I'm not excited to be seeing one release every weekend. <laughs> uh, but... but
1: you know what you were excited about? What? Watching uh, Freezer with Dil- <laughs> Dilly McD. I,
0: I was excited to see that, honestly.
1: <laughs> I was more excited to watch that than, uh, than I, Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at least uh, if Freezer was bad, I wasn't going to feel bad about having seen it. Because, um, you know, like it was, it, it was a simultaneous red box slash... One theater in the United States that you were at. I I uh, went to the one theater
1: it was playing. uh, But for for a week on the last day it was playing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like for me, it it was like seeing, watching Freezer, regardless of how it turns out, is like I'm watching it as a guilty pleasure because it's still McDermott. It's a one location film. uh, You know, guy trapped in box. Uh, It's like all the things that I like in a movie. Uh, So it's like, even if it was bad, at least I'm able to possibly enjoy some aspect of that uh, construction. This is like a weird fantasy genre splicing together of different fantasy stories into one um, thing with like an actor who is probably by now above the source material.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think he was above it a long
0: time ago. I think
1: think most of the actors in this movie are above this material.
0: Yeah, but I mean I mean like at least with like Bill Nye like he he likes doing this type of like he he is always the bad guy in anything that I mean, has like a I, vampire or a demon.
1: I don't know if he likes it, but I'm sure he's paid well.
0: <laughs> he, I mean he <laughs> has to like it. There's no reason he I would mean, do he, this.
1: That's true. He's in like every underworld movie.
0: Like I, I mean I'm pretty sure uh him being the voice of the stuff that's at the end of um uh the world's end is like a nod to the fact that he is always that character.
1: Well, I think that's more the fact that he's just in every Edgar Wright movie, but...
0: Well, that's true. But, I mean, like, it, to me, it felt like, of course, he's the guy who voices this entity, because... I mean,
1: yeah, it was a good, a good uh, choice to have him voice that. But I yeah. feel like this... He does seem to pop up in a lot of, like, bad fantasy movies.
0: In, in uh, like, all of them. In, the,
1: in this vein, yeah. Like, he, he's always the villain... It's like the pirate sequels, <laughs> these movies, <laughs> these type of like werewolf, vampire, uh, monster movies.
0: And, and I mean, he he looks like in real life he would be that character.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he has a very uh, sinister uh, look to him. Yeah, he, he can have that sort of uh, vampiric look. But anyway, I think I think we should just briefly mention that, uh, or I will briefly mention that I think. Uh, as much as when I saw the trailer for Freezer and was like, all right, I mean, mostly I was, uh, kind of, uh, excited by it because it was, I had never heard of it ever. And when I saw the trailer, I was just like, wow, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, honestly, I think a Freezer could be best left in a deep freeze. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was pretty boring. I mean, it, it. it you could place it with all of these other uh, self-contained thriller movies uh, like ATM or Break or Detour. Um, you know, it's it's like we've gone back to before. I mean, the kind of the staple of this genre is uh, Buried, and that was a movie that was in a, you know, an even tighter confine and uh, still managed <laughs> to be it still managed to be uh very entertaining i mean obviously ryan reynolds was uh keeping you engaged and um i just think that the way that movie was was shot and directed was very uh it, it kept things moving you know it was, it was propulsive like the, i feel like if you're <clears throat> you get into these type of movies and you kind of you can you can write yourself into a corner for sure because you're you're constantly trying to stretch things and make things you know happen a certain way uh, to make it a feature length movie. Otherwise, yeah. you know most of the time these scenarios would be like five minutes long. But uh, yeah, I feel like you know w- once you're once you're deciding to go the route of a one location movie, it's like you you have to really come up with some creative angles otherwise it's just gonna feel stagnant and I think the beginning of freezer I was kind of on board I was like all right yeah like I'm I'm interested to see where this is going and then quickly I feel like it goes very downhill because uh, you can tell even at like a measly like 80 minutes or whatever however long this movie was uh, you can you can tell that they were trying to fill the gaps and by the end I was just like I, their plan was so ridiculous that uh or the plan that is revealed is so ridiculous that so many pieces of the puzzle had to come together for the thing even to go right yeah that you're just like wow that was uh that was a pretty lame plan
0: well i I don't want to spend too long talking about freezer but i will say this up until the point where the guy in the tracksuit enters the free the freezer <laughs> like i think <laughs> the movie like, was fine <laughs> like
1: randomly shows up in the freezer uh
0: uh like up until like their boss gets there the movie was just sort of all right like i i i was having i wanna, wouldn't say enjoying it but like i was like yeah this is all right this is this is you yeah, know it this, was is, just... this is tv quality yeah, as soon as yeah. they tried to like they brought that guy in they're like oh shit I was like, okay, this movie just got really dumb, <laughs> and then the way it resolves, I was like, no, this is the stupidest movie I've ever seen.
1: You're talking about the cop, though, right?
0: No, 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 not the cop. Oh, not the cop. I'm talking okay. about their their boss, like the guy who comes in in like the tracksuit and the chain and the glasses.
1: Oh, so even after like they they also bring in his son.
0: <laughs> no, e- even even that, I'm fine with. Like, that was
1: pretty stupid though, it, too, because it was just like, why go through all of that to I don't know i mean once you figure out the twist of like what like what's going on it just seemed like so so ridiculous as to why they would stay in the freezer for so long
0: yeah yeah well i mean yeah we we don't have to go into it
1: but i just it's uh it's pretty lame
0: yeah once it actually tries to like do revealies it's like man this is incredibly stupid
1: (laughs) yeah the, the the plan was completely ridiculous even more ridiculous than uh atm which had a pretty ridiculous twist ending yeah so yeah
0: well these decisions that some characters make in this movie make more sense than the characters uh in uh, frozen or whatever that movie is with the people stuck on the uh
1: oh frozen yeah i, yeah. I like that movie
0: <laughs> Dude, that movie the characters make the dumbest decisions like guys i'm just gonna jump four stories down onto the frozen <laughs> ground That's pretty okay dumb. cool
1: it was pretty cool, though, when he got eaten by the wolves. Yeah.
0: All I'm saying is that uh, I, if I ever go into the mountains and try to sneak onto chairless, I'm going to make sure that I have, like, some sort of pulley system that I can hook onto the bar and, like, ride between the seats because um, I don't want to get stuck on this stupid bullcrap.
1: Yeah, I like, but I see, like, at least with Frozen, like, at least that was a situation that could happen, you know? Like, I, I feel like that that was you could at least feel the terror in that it was like buried where it's like okay you know people have a fear of being buried alive like i think you could have a fear of like freezing to death on a high altitude uh chairlift yeah uh because i mean that stuff's happened before so i mean that's something that i mean getting you know kidnapped and thrown into a industrial freezer a little less likely
0: uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> getting,
1: getting trapped in an ATM. You,
0: you mess with the Russian mob. You might find yourself in the uh, freezer. That's true, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Carson, we are not here to talk about Freezer or Frozen or anything with some sort of cold sounding <laughs> thing in the title. We are here to talk about I, Frankenstein. So, what do you say? We take a look at the trailer and then get into our review. All right. Frankenstein. The rumors are true. I was given life 200 years ago. I am like none other. You
1: have strength and speed
0: and stamina far
1: beyond that of any human. You could use those gifts it's in a war that you are already a part of.
0: I go my own way
1: You cannot save the human race Nothing can stop
0: their demise Come with me There's an entire army of monsters like me Tens of thousands of them Could mean the end of all mankind So you just heard the trailer for I Frankenstein. Now, the uh, plot in this film is surprisingly complicated. So I'll just say (laughs) that uh, essentially, you know, the story of Frankenstein, this uh, mad scientist guy, you know, animates this body made from pieces of dead corpses. And, uh, you know, he maybe thinks his creation, his monster is maybe not what he was intending to make. So he tries to kill it. It enacts revenge and kills his wife. That guy ends up dying and, you know, Frankenstein has walked the earth for like 200 years trying to stay away from all of mankind since he is not human. He's a monster and all mankind hates him. Meanwhile, there's also this war between good and evil that is being uh, waged on earth I'm in already the bored. Wow. <laughs> You're already what? I'm already bored. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me get through this. So this war... ...is happening without us noticing all around, and it's being fought by the Order of Gargoyles and the Order of Demons. I don't think they're given a name. They're just demons.
1: They're just demons, yeah. And
0: uh, essentially, this war is happening for all fate of mankind or some junk like that. Right, Um, All behind the scenes, and we don't know about it. But the bad guys may have discovered that they can get the upper hand if they can get a hold of Frankenstein and use whatever technology was used to create Frankenstein to maybe their own nefarious uh, shenaniganry. Right. So... Carson
1: and even in its most basic form, describing this plot uh there's still like a lot more that just makes it so much more convoluted well anyway.
0: Car- Carson why don't you let everybody know what you thought of this film, and remember that if you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was great uh <laughs> wonderful filmmaking uh really top class uh quality filmmaking uh I mean I'll say this: um, in terms of like uh, of bad fantasy movies, I think this was like a notch better than Season of the Witch. I, I think that's maybe the the best compliment I can give it.
0: <laughs> Are um, you saying that Season of the Witch wasn't your favorite fantasy no. movie of that year?
1: <laughs> Other than that Jamaican demon at the end, uh, no, Season of the Witch was not my favorite movie of whatever year that came out at. Uh, I, this movie is pretty astoundingly terrible. uh,
0: Speaking of weird bad fantasy movies, did that, did that movie with Jeff Bridges ever come out?
1: Uh, no, it got pushed back to 2015. Are you serious? (laughs) I'm dead serious. This is
0: a movie that was made like two years ago. It was
1: made like two years ago, supposed to come out last year and then was pushed back to, uh, this year, this, this January, it was supposed to come out like last weekend.
0: Wait, are they just rebooting a movie they never even put out?
1: No, they pushed it back a whole nother year.
0: But I mean, are they refilming it or are they like...
1: No, it just is, it's it's that bad, I
0: guess. Jesus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Also, I think um, there was a whole, like, you know how Legendary Pictures got, um, they're transitioning over... Yeah. From uh Warner Brothers to Universal. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that was another reason there was like a whole issue with that. Like they don't know if uh Warner Brothers is gonna still put it out or Universal now. So I think maybe that was also an issue, but uh I think it's just pretty bad.
0: That's pretty crazy.
1: Anyway, yeah. But I, I feel like that would be uh in the same category as uh I Frankenstein. Um, Just bad fantasy movies yeah. But yeah, I mean There, you know, I got uh, As boring as this movie is I, I did get uh, Some amusement out of it There's just some parts that are so ridiculous That you're like, I don't know how these people Like, looked at each other With a straight face And said some of these lines uh Or or performed some of these actions You know, like I, I just feel like when you've got actors Uh of this ilk. Uh, you, I mean you you know that that one girl, Miranda Otto, like you know that she probably went to some prestigious acting school and she's over <laughs> she's over here saying lines like I'm so and so queen of the high gargoyle order with a straight face. Like you know that she's probably just like I like I don't know what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um I, but it it just feels like I mean it's it's deadly serious. I I feel like that it's so serious to the fact that maybe that's what they were going for, but I doubt it. Like it, it, it just doesn't seem like they they thought it was going to be really cool, and it, it is completely not. Like I, I, I don't really know. I guess they were making this for like fanboys. They thought like they you know uh, unveil like some footage at Comic Con and people would go nuts, but I, I just feel like this is. Even for this type of movie uh it's just it's just just strangely and astoundingly terrible like I, I i think uh you know it has that feeling of like an underworld movie um but even even like the worst of that series is still a lot better than this movie well he, um, here, here's
0: here's the thing about this movie it's what they're trying to do with it is is mesh things that are in the same... Like, basically, they're, they're taking, like, this classic good-evil story and throwing Frankenstein into it in a way that, like, honestly is sem- it doesn't make it. it's semi-clever. Like, what they wanted to do in in, in kind of blending these different storylines together into one story. Like, what if this side wanted to use this aspect of this other story in a way that allowed them to overcome... Like, it's... The elevator pitch for this movie is actually interesting. Like, I can see why somebody was like, this is a cool idea. Um, But the problem is when you're blending these multiple mythologies together, you have to spend so much time with characters explaining why they can do what they're going to do in this world. There's a lot of explaining in this. this. Yeah. And the explaining itself beyond the actual idea of what's happening isn't, um, it isn't inherently interesting. Like, once you get the gist of what they're trying to do, you're like, oh, That's kind of cool. Like, I like this idea. This is a clever use of, um, you know, these ideas that we have of um, the good-evil storyline and of Frankenstein. But then beyond that, like, over half of this film is just people talking about why what they're going to do is going to work. And um, it, 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 like, as you said, like, the dialogue sounds silly because on the face of it, it is kind of silly. Like, people... Like if, if oh, these Oh it's people, very silly. But but if those people who like if characters familiar with their past in this film were talking, they wouldn't need to say it in a silly way. They could just reference what was happening and it would make sense. Like they don't have like if she would have been like, damn it, I'm the queen, I make the decision, or if she's like, damn it, I'm appointed by God, I have the authority that makes more sense, but saying like I am the queen of this order of people that is driven by the power of our God, like as <laughs> soon been as you have to, centuries. yeah, like as soon as you have to fill the audience in on this like made up stuff that half references other properties they've watched, um, it it starts to become sort of absurd. Even though like on the face of it, if you're like, look, good and evil, queen of good has to stop like the prince of evil. And it turns out the Prince of evil is using something that some people didn't think exists to try to like tip his scale like it it works like you know it, it what is technically going on in this is is uh a like if a if a bad evil demon guy came up with this plan and was trying to do it like super smart bad guy like <laughs> like nobody would have thought of this um So it's like somebody thought they were super clever when they were making this, and if somebody just told me the idea of what they're trying to write, I'd be like, that sounds really interesting. I'd like to see this. Um, But I think making it work is a lot less – it it makes a lot less sense once you start making it than it does on paper before you start making it.
1: I mean, the, the plot of this movie is pretty basic, Yet they manage to make it extremely complicated when it doesn't need to be. Uh, I feel like that uh, there's a lot of stuff that's explained that doesn't need to be explained. I mean, because the basic, the basic of the basics, like I mean, like the the whole idea of the gargoyles and like even explaining it sounds ridiculous. Like it sounds like I'm being ridiculous, but the whole aspect that you know you kill a demon, and they descend back to hell, or you kill a gargoyle, and they ascend to heaven. Um, I mean, that's that's a pretty basic understanding. Like, there's really no need to really explain that. I, I think you can get the gist when there's, like, a white light ascending into the sky, and there's a fiery well, they, ball descending they, they don't, they, to in, the ground.
0: In all fairness, though, they don't actually... They don't spend time talking about that process. They just—the demons are constantly saying he descended seven of us, and the uh, gargoyles are constantly saying like, "Let me ascend."
1: They definitely make a point, though, to explain how it works. Yeah, but not as much as they they spend like explaining other parts. John McClane Junior. explains to uh, Aaron Eckhart in the beginning, you know, the the whole descending aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I just like the everything about the way things are delivered it's very just like perfunctory you know it's just like okay this is how it it's very it's very calculated like screenwriting 101 you must introduce characters here and you must you know this is where the plot you know revs up and uh, it, even down to the point where in the beginning it's like you know, hey, we've been referring to uh, Aaron Eckhart as just the monster. We need to give him a name now. It's like, I will call you Adam. It's like, all right. It's like, it, it just feels very, very uh, run of the mill. And uh, I noticed at the end in the credits that it was based on a graphic novel series. And what's funny is, looking up uh, the author who wrote it is actually the guy who plays the uh like the assistant to bill nye with the crazy awesome voice really it was like hello yeah like that's that is the author of the graphic novels and he also i think he he produced this movie and he also produced like the underworld movies which makes sense because this movie has the same kind of visual style um so yeah it's it's uh i don't know i maybe this was a faithful adaptation who knows but uh it uh it just doesn't seem like something it's just it's it's sort of fascinating to me because when you see the finished product i'm like wow like i don't know like how were the filmmakers sitting there like Going, oh, this is cool, or, you know, when they saw, like, the the effects finished, like, they were like, oh, that looks good. Like, I feel like no one could look at this movie with a straight face and be like, yeah, that was sincerely good. Um, well, here, here, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's very, yeah.
0: Here's the thing. Like, like yes, the, the production, like, from scene to scene, even, like, repeated effects don't look the same quality in different scenes like there's a couple scenes where the descending actually looks decent um and then there's some scenes where it looks terrible there's some scene well mostly every scene that has a gargoyle and it sucks um but there are some like demon moments that aren't too terrible and it's all over the place but um, i
1: complain a lot about cgi in movies and uh but this is pretty much inherently bad like it it this is straight to red box quality for uh, the effects in this movie like the the flame effects like anytime a demon blows up or whatever I mean that that looked pretty bad and uh, I, but I mean I'll give them credit for for the the demon effects like anytime it's like a, a person walking around in demon form like it was obviously done with you know costume and makeup it wasn't and then until they like transformed into like a gargoyle or or whatever you know to turn it on fire uh then it became CG but like when when they were like when Bill Nye at the end like was all like I'm the demon prince like ha ha, ha which was pretty funny um <laughs> when he was like all like in demon demon mode like that that was actually pretty cool like I I liked that uh I liked you know that they they went that way but anytime it was full CG I mean I I would say like I would say that it looked like a video game but I feel like that's uh an D- disservice to video, to games. video <laughs> games. Exactly, like maybe a video game from from back in the day, like a really, like a PS1 Well, graphics. I,
0: I, anyways, what, what, I, what I was going to say is that, um, like, if, if this movie was an episode of a show that was about a war between demons and gargoyles, like if there was a show called Gar- Gargoyles on TV that was live action and it had, the whole plot of the series was demons versus gargoyles and in a single episode one of the demons came up with this plan to um, find frankenstein and use the method for creating frankenstein to do what they want to do in this film that would actually that storyline would actually be a really clever episode in this series or if it was like a one-off side story uh, but because this film is just a standalone film and it tries to blend these two separate things. We have to essentially get two separate origin stories in one movie when, when like most movies can't even do one episode one origin story with like three villains. This one is two <laughs> complete origin stories thrown together, and then um, we're sort of like trying to sit in the middle of it., while, this stuff, while the puzzle pieces try to fit in. and uh, a lot of those pieces have like one of three sides that connects, but it's not the right piece for that area. So, I don't know, I just think it's a poorly executed, mildly interesting elevator pitch that uh, couldn't really follow through on what the person who came up with the idea was intending.
1: I mean, the, if this was an episode of Gargoyles, that that old cartoon, like mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty awesome. <laughs> but, uh, as a movie, because like I said, the plot of this movie is pretty been there done that but the they just add frankenstein as the main or frankenstein's monster as the main character in the but, movie but that's what
0: i'm saying like that idea of like this is the this is the equivalent of doing like what if abraham lincoln was also a vampire hunter like, i mean
1: the, i mean yeah like i i even thought of abraham lincoln vampire hunter when watching this movie because it feels like it's in the same sort of mashup genre yeah, uh,
0: though though Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter clearly knew what kind of movie it was and had this like air of um, yeah hilarity was still, to it.
1: It was still dry though. True, so, but
0: but you could tell that they were having like that movie felt like it was intending to be fun. This movie feels like it's trying to be like this movie badass is ass or something com-
1: completely serious, <laughs> and uh, I don't think. I mean, th- dude, there's never a scene in daylight in this movie. Dude, like, there's th- there's this, no
0: fun. Here, here's a good example. This movie is Gideon. It is like, no, <laughs> I am super awesome, and I deserve yeah. to be, like, the best thing ever. But it's like, no, you're just Gideon. You're kind of annoying yeah, and dumb. You're, and...
1: you're, like, stoic and too serious. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, I like toward the end of the movie i was like i'm pretty sure we have not gotten a single scene that has taken place during the daytime um and also where were the humans in this movie there was like one human there was like that cop in the beginning and that was it
0: what's well, the whole idea is that, that all this sh- well, well you, there's a bunch of humans in that club
1: yeah but i was under the impression that a lot of them were demons
0: there there were some demons in the club, but I think the idea was that the one place that Frankenstein can blend in is in, like, the goth underbelly of <laughs> the, the city.
1: <laughs> the underground nightclubs. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, but when all this, like, shit's going down and these gargoyles are fighting demons, like, midair and they're destroying buildings, that's, like, you know, where's the, like, where's the people on the street? There's nobody out. Like, it's so weird. It's, like, is this supposed to be invisible to human eyes? Like, are are we not supposed to see this going on? Is that why it's like, oh, it's a centuries-old battle that's been raging on? Yeah, um, I, I think the idea is that it, it never,
0: it usually never takes place in the field of vision of of humans. But even though um, they're
1: destroying like city blocks worth of buildings,
0: yeah, I I think that that was a little bit weird but i think there was some element to like they're destroying like the old part of the city that the gargoyle like uh, dude, the cathedral the, area the, you can't
1: you can't insert logic into this movie no, I, not, I don't not. i don't think that they even i think you're giving it way too much credit
0: <laughs> no, 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 I there, think by, there's by clearly you, a lot in this film that they just didn't like fully think out. Yeah, um, I
1: think by you even like trying to explain it is more than what they thought of.
0: Yeah, no, because I, I remember the scene where it. like the <laughs> like the scene where there's like millions of demons like jumping over the the side of the building. I'm like, I'm guessing nobody lives in those buildings.
1: Yeah, it's like are they abandoned? But they yeah, look like they were populated. I don't know.
0: They're condemned buildings.
1: <laughs> the old cathedral just in the middle of a condemned part of the city.
0: <laughs> I, I will say, and, and this is sort of... Um, this is reverse spoilers because this doesn't happen. Um, you know, like, there's a good... Like, when, when we were talking about uh, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, you were saying that it felt like... Um, it felt like this... Like, the movie got edited to shit or something and that there's, like, a bunch of stuff that didn't play out the way it was really originally yeah. intended. There is... I'm pretty sure that in an alternate version of this film that um, the uh, what's her face, the the scientist chick, that she dies and then Aaron Eckhart uses the machine to revive her because they introduced this whole plot element about how um, how Frankenstein promised to make him a bride. And then this is the first person that he meets That he actually has some sort of connection with, and she cares about him in a way, and she's trying to, um, you know, like, help. And, like, she says specifically, like, oh, I think I can reproduce his work, maybe even improve on it. Right. Um, So it seems like there's this clear idea that... um,
1: that she's going to be his girlfriend because yeah, you know, that like
0: she's because because basically don't want to
1: get into be a necrophiliac or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they, it seemed like they're setting this idea up that like she can improve the machine, he uh, she could then be killed and he could use the machine to bring her back, and then they could live forever in holy you know, matrimony. That
1: and, is a holy undead matrimony. Yeah, yeah that was- that's probably for the sequel
0: but it, it it just seemed like they were clearly going that direction like the second she said that like i'm your only one like, like he promised you a bride and never delivered i was like i was like oh well i guess she's going to die and become his bride so when that didn't happen i was kind of like hmm plus just the way it worked out in the end which i won't say like where suddenly he has something that he didn't have before <laughs> like, i was like okay <laughs> yeah, that something... made no, that made no sense yeah um
1: that was like okay so he's still immortal i guess he's i don't know he's graced by the power of god
0: the power of christ compelled him
1: (laughs) exactly Uh, that was i'll have to explain to you my stupid theory (laughs) at the the end of this because i was like wait a minute did that just happen then i was like no i think that's giving you too much credit but
0: yeah i i i I,
1: I wasn't even because i mean i figured that because you know there's the scene like and it's in the trailer too there's a scene where like Uh, Aaron Eckhart and the girl are like alone And he takes off his shirt And he's supposed to be all like Look at me, I'm chiseled, hunky Frankenstein Yeah You know, Dr. Frankenstein Got like all the best male models from 1793 It's Dr. Hunkenstein (laughs) Pieced together all the And it's so funny because like When he takes off his shirt He just has like, you know Makeup to look like he has scars It does not look at all like he was pieced together From different body parts
0: It looks like it was chiseled out of marble.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it totally does. I mean, it's not like how in the uh, Danny Boyle uh, Frankenstein play, it's not where, you know, the actor, whoever was playing the monster, it was very clear that he had like the patchy, you know, it looked like he was made from different, different parts. Um, here it's just like, oh, he has a couple scars and like, ooh, he's got, well, no, he's got I, I, some I, I, eyeliner and a broody look.
0: once again, I might be uh, I might be inserting more than this film uh, deserves, but I got the impression that all of the skin was from one body, and that different organs and underneath the skin was mm-hmm. taken from different people. So like, because the way it was drawn, it looked like one, like even in in Frankenstein's book. It looked like it was one seamless, uh, yeah. I mean, skin, so I, I got the impression that like different elements of him were taken from different people, and uh, yeah,
1: it was still pretty hilarious either way. Because yeah, he just looks like Aaron Eckhart. True. Yeah, mostly just with eyeliner and some you know some scars and dirty face. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what happens in the end is. Dude, I laughed hard when the, so the plan, you know, the plan won't say anything, but in the plan, there are corpses, and each corpse has a status bar hooked up to them. (laughs) And when that happened, where it was like initiated, it was like 1%, I was like, that was pretty fun. I laughed pretty loudly uh, at that. That was like in Jonah Hex when John Malkovich had like a, a cutout of the Washington of the Capitol, the US Capitol, in his like gun uh viewfinder or whatever, so he could, you know, aim properly.
0: Um Dude, you, you you wanna know what's really dumb too about that whole progress bar thing, which I don't know if you caught this, but it really bothered me. Um when the process starts, it says percent remaining. So it like it was like ninety eight percent remaining so mm. it it's saying that like it's only done two percent of the charge, but then at the end it's like a hundred percent yeah then, like it's like
1: <laughs> i yeah, I couldn't remember what I thought it said like initializing or something
0: it, it, either way like it it was the number was how much left of the charge like it, they they basically did it both ways, which <laughs> yeah, didn't make sense.
1: It started off and it was like a green bar, and it said one percent, and then at the end. It was like in the red. It's like 99, 100%. percent. You're like, yeah.
0: oh shit. It, it was something. Something was off with it. Either and...
1: way, it's it. it it's in my mind, thinking. So Bill and I hired some like demon guy to make a progress bar for like a like however many corpses they had stockpiled. Uh, it just seems like it seems very unnecessary. Yeah. But you know, for the audience, they gotta know when uh, when they're gonna come alive.
0: Yeah, it, it was probably something that was added on after the fact. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to... this,
1: this is another movie that that kind of ha- takes the whole like opening another portal, and uh, you know, lots of monsters or whatever are gonna come through. Not not so much a portal in the sky, but uh, it, definitely a portal with uh, with with uh, people coming through in this movie.
0: It is, is, though, like, an interesting... This is one of those, like... The plot for this film is a plot that you come up with when you're drinking with your buddies late at night. And you're like, no, but what if... They did this, and you combine a bunch of elements. It's like like if you're, like, joking about time travel with somebody, and you're like, oh, what if you, like, went back in time and then did this, and then that, and you're like, holy shit, that would be badass. Um, This is, I feel
1: like in that situation, um, I think you could still come up with a better plot, (laughs) (laughs) or at least one that's more entertaining. At least, you know, you could have some ridiculousness thrown in there other than – what's in this movie i feel like maybe if someone like guillermo del toro did a story like this it it could be what it could be as entertaining and interesting the potential could be there um as as you were saying but i i just i think it's just handled in, in the most basic of ways and it's not therefore it's just you know like everything else
0: yeah you know what's one of the things that like random side notes that's semi not random uh one of the things that bothered me the most in in the context of the war between the gargoyles and the demons is so a gargoyle can descend a demon by stabbing them with a weapon that's carved with the symbol of the order of the gargoyles right like okay that makes sense it's like hitting a vampire with like holy water or steak or you yeah. know a cru- crucifix or something like that like I, I get that that totally makes sense but a demon seems to be able to ascend a gargoyle by simply touching him right yeah
1: it didn't seem as uh they don't seem as hard to kill if yeah, it's the uh, other way around like
0: it seems like they're completely impervious to any damage unless it's just a demon just simply touching like high-fiving their back um and then all of a sudden they ascend into heaven so it's like it's like okay that's a little weird but uh you know um Kaye little son <laughs> Kaye <Yippee-ki-yay> uh, <laughs> younger McLean, Yeah young young McLean specifically says that they can only be ascended by a soulless uh being right i.e. a demon possessed person i.e.
1: Frankenstein's monster Yeah
0: exactly like so that means if if Frankenstein would have even like shaken their hand? He would have ascended them,
1: right? Like, why does he have to do all these badass moves? <laughs>
0: like,
1: he, no, he, but... doesn't even, he doesn't even—he doesn't even ha- need to have a weapon. He can just punch people,
0: exactly. Like, and <laughs> I don't know. There's just something... he doesn't
1: need to pull out those cool knives from his duster.
0: There's—it was just something was uh, though. Those like the blunt force weapons he was using at the beginning; those are pretty badass,
1: dude. He pulled everything out of that jacket that he had out of that duster. He literally was just like, oh. Giant diary book? I'll oh, put it in my duster. Yeah, but yeah, it's see, pretty funny.
0: What if this film was Constantine? Though he would have had like brass knuckles that had uh, the the gargoyle symbols on him, and he would have just been punching the crap out of
1: people. I mean, that's a. I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I didn't even think of that. But uh, you know, Constantine was a movie that kind of kind of got pooped on, but like I really enjoyed it. Like I I think that's a good genre. That's a good example of a like a genre mashup.
0: Like no Constantine, legitimately, I I legitimately love that movie. Like it's, I
1: think it's I think it's underrated.
0: I, I think it's fantastic. Like it, it's like it, it's one of the best graphic novel conversion um, stories out there. Yeah,
1: and it it was one of those graphic novels that was kind of you know it's it, it's like I Frankenstein where it's not really well known. I guess it's more well known than than this, but uh, it wasn't like a big you know it wasn't like Sin City or Yeah Watchmen or something like that. I don't think. I could be wrong, but yeah.
0: But it but it's awesome though, and it sticks to the idea of what it's talking about. The evil plan that's going on by the bad guys in the film totally works. The characters are super awesome. Um yeah. and the the weapons make total sense. Like that's, oh, yeah. that scene where they're like melting down all the crucifixes to build their weapons so that they can have like holy implements, um, makes more sense than like just carving little notches into <laughs> weapons.
1: Yeah, and I think like the you know there's there's a lot of uh, exposition in that movie, but I think it's handled with a lot of style, and the movie has a lot of style.
0: Well, see, plus Keanu Reeves
1: is just a badass. So,
0: but but the way they do their exposition in that film is in such a genius way because it's really um, it's really most the exposition comes from Shia LaBeouf trying to brag about his knowledge of. The yeah, that's It It's him like, oh, that's the guy that did this. That, And it's like Constantine doesn't even want to have the conversation with him. So Keanu Reeves is just like, yeah, whatever, kid. But Shia Buff is like, oh, oh, that's, that's whatever, the leader of the night. And he's the guy who, like, so it's like, it's a character. It's kind of like in How to Train Your Dragon, how the one um, character voiced by Christopher Mintz-Plast just keeps saying all the stats of the dragon. Yeah. It's like a moment like that where it's like one character who's overly excited about what's happening is like excitedly spilling out his knowledge, but it's not like the film completely stops so you can deliver this exposition and catch the audience up. It's just a character saying all this stuff that he knows. Um,
1: yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's a movie that that has like a, a, you know, a unique spin on like hell and like the the visual representation of a lot of the monsters and stuff. That It's something that like, you know, that's memorable. And yeah. this, it's just gonna, you know, you're gonna forget about it by the time it's over
0: yeah and and uh, constantine has hands down the best depiction of satan in any film ever
1: it, it's a pretty good one yeah
0: so but yeah uh i don't know any any last comments on this film carson
1: uh then we should just put a put a stake through it we should descend this movie
0: <laughs> put a stake in it it's done <laughs>
1: yeah we should you know get our blades out our awesome holy gargoyle blades
0: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> we
1: should no. once this movie gets uh gets knifed or whatever, we need to take the little uh, pendant or whatever that they wear and hang it up on the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, the little like little fabric shawl little, thing or whatever.
1: Tunic thing. I don't know what the hell that was.
0: Yeah. They're like, Oh, sad times he's been ascended. Oh no, so many. Let me ascend, Gideon. Let me ascend.
1: Oh, God. Never forget. That's what they put him up.
0: Also, uh, What's-Her-Face reads through Frankenstein's journal as if it's like a Harry Potter book that you can read in like two hours. Like, I don't know how she got <laughs> through a technical manual. Dude, Aaron manual. Eckhart
1: read it like on a subway ride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently it's a quick read. Yeah. The... <laughs> I don't know. It's very, you know... It's basically just like a uh you know uh how to reanimate corpses for dummies
0: <laughs> step one connect electro S-
1: step one, get a lot of eels
0: uh all right, good times, well, Carson. why don't you just go ahead and uh rate this film? We'll get into our verdict. If you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I would give it a must-avoid. I could barely see this movie. It was so dark. That was another thing. I can't imagine watching this in 3D. I felt (laughs) like I was watching... In 2D, I felt like I was watching it with the glasses on or off in fake 3D. Huh. It was very muddled.
0: Yeah, it was. I was (laughs) kind of just...
1: not Ready to take a nap.
0: I was like when is what's your face going to come back on screen?
1: <laughs> when is this movie going to be over?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to give it a must avoid also. Um even though there are like legitimate elements of it that like like elements of the story that I thought were clever enough to at least deserve some sort of like slow clap or like oh, that's a good idea to use Frankenstein in this capacity. Um <laughs> it, it's not executed on in a way that makes that tiny bit of cleverness even remotely worth sinking money into watching this I,
1: yeah definitely don't yeah don't spend your money on this yeah so spend your hard-earned dollars so basically yeah. you either a go watch constantine again or b go watch uh the danny boyle frankenstein play
0: yeah either of those are the the constantine is the better um Is the better good versus evil battle for the lives of humanity story. And uh, Danny Boyle's version of Frankenstein is a better Frankenstein uh, thing. So watch both of those. Watch them at the same time if you have to. (laughs) Just so you can get the same level of interconnected (laughs) plot crap that you get in this one. But um, yeah, that is two must-avoids from us this year. is starting off awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Woo! All right. Well, uh, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, well, you can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com.
0: Cool. Uh, people can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash to figure out when these episodes go live or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at com or call leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to this movie, possibly. Dude, Um,
1: I was laughing hard because at the end, the movie... The movie ends with a song that sounds very much like a song you'd expect off the soundtrack to this movie. <laughs> it's like total like late 90s, metalcore, some band that I don't even know. I tried to Shazam it, and it said no results. <laughs> I was like, what is this, Is this Mudvayne or something? Like, I, Godsmack? They do the, uh... I feel like if this movie, the soundtrack came out in 2000, it'd be like, alright, so uh, this episode, we're gonna have some Drowning Pool, and some uh, Lamb of God... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, at least they didn't use a tool song. I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh. I guess the Resident Evil series has the rights to all the tool music.
1: Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, but Dude, do, I, know, it would be you know pretty hilarious getting... though if if Bodies by Drowning Pool started playing at the end of this movie.
0: <laughs> 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 if right was like I Frankenstein right at the end, he yeah, jumped like, like, off the building dear, and dear, just started dear, slashing guys. Uh,
1: <laughs> just yeah, at the end when uh, he says the line right and. Uh, that one Disturbed song comes on where it's like, wah! It's like, you're like, yeah, I freaking died.
0: Ugh. Uh, uh, dude, so speaking of, we're getting another Resident Evil movie this year. Yeah, you Resident, saw that, Evil, right?
1: Resident Evil 6, yeah. Dude. I hope they call it like Resident Evil 666. <laughs> end of the world. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's supposed to come out, um, usual September release date. This year, we're getting two Paul W. S. Anderson movies this year, uh, Pompeii and then Resident Evil Six. He's uh, going to grace us with uh, two two movies this year.
0: Pompeii looks like I don't know why they're trying to epicize it. Like, <laughs> there's a mountain that exploded. You don't need to make some grand love. That, like, it's tragic enough. Like a whole group of people all got like eaten by a volcano. I don't need to know that there was like a love story and and like well, trait, I, like stuff.
1: I highly doubt there was a love story. I think they're just inserting all this stuff to be like well the movie can't be 10 minutes long no
0: exactly uh, dude the the, the the palm bay movie should be it, it should basically be the same uh it should be done in the same exact style of um before sunrise <laughs> so it's just like this, this except at the end there's a giant volcano yeah, this couple walks around for two hours and then yeah. at the end they're like did you feel that and it's all
1: I'd watch the shit out of that movie. That'd be, like, the best, like, out-of-nowhere ending
0: ever. It, it's called Before Eruption.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty great if you had uh, uh, Jon Snow and Emily Browning <laughs> walking around trying to, trying to romance themselves for uh, an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, this whole city's going to get annihilated. <laughs>
0: uh. Oh,
1: man. I think that that's that is uh, already uh, that that's a drunken uh, movie conversation that uh, it probably will go better than the actual movie.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, well we shall see. I think uh, I think we're done with this episode. So
1: we're done. We'll put a fork in it. <laughs> yes. A in it.
0: This volcano is about to pop off.
1: <laughs> all
0: right. Thank you guys all for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. back.